Hey y'all, welcome to Trashy Reality Recaps. This is your host, Allie, and today we will be covering only the best reality TV. Hey guys, this is Allie, and I'm here with my first ever guest host. This is my friend, Brittany. Hi! So we're just sitting on my bed and drinking wine at 2.45 in the afternoon, but who cares because it's summer, and we're going to discuss this week's episode of The Bachelorette. So this week, a lot happened. (laughs) I, I feel like it was maybe one of the best episodes of this season so far. Um, so let's just get straight into it. So this week, Becca took her guys to Richmond, (laughs) Virginia, and I didn't know, but because they said it like 70 times in the episode, I now know that Virginia is for lovers. Very fitting. I mean, I guess if you're looking for love, that's the place to go, Virginia. (laughs) Who'd who'd have thought? I, I don't know. Maybe I should go there. So anyways... Let's just, you know, start this recap. So at the beginning, if you didn't watch last week's episode, everyone hates Chris. (laughs) And nah, I'm not talking about the show. Everyone hates that guy, Chris. He's a crybaby. I don't know. I don't know if everyone hates him. I don't like him, though. He's kind of scary, in my opinion. He's, like, Like, super aggressive. Like, he's aggressive and just kind of freaks me out. Yeah, same. So at the beginning of that um, episode... Okay, well, actually, let's backtrack a minute to when Becca is talking to Chris Harrison about wedding (laughs) magazines. I was annoyed because at the end of last week, she literally is, like, crying, doesn't want to have a cocktail party to even talk to these guys, but then wants to be like, well, Chris Harrison, I love everyone, and I want to have babies and get married and look at wedding magazines on the plane. Okay, Becca. That's it for that. (laughs) So, anyways... Um, we then go back and, you know, all the guys are hanging out and, um, they get the first date card. So who, well, even before the date card, remember Chris was like, I want a one-on-one or I want a two-on-one. And that's when him and Lincoln start fighting. Yeah. So, which was literally <laughs> the best thing I've ever seen. It was also so stupid. Like Lincoln's like, well, why would you expect that? Like, basically, it's like, Becca hates you. Like, you're not getting we a one-on-one or a two-on-one. And Chris is like, that's what I want. I want, that's what we all want, Which right? Which funny to me because it is what they all want. They all want one-on-one time. No one wants to be on a group date. Like, they're all thinking the same thing. But you go on The Bachelor or Bachelorette knowing you're going to have a group date. Like, more than likely, every week, you're going to be on a group date. Like, you're going to have one episode and one week where you have a one-on-one or a two-on-one. And, like, sorry. <laughs> like, that's how the game works. And the two-on-ones, to me, are something I would not even want because mm-hmm. then you're going to be left on an island by yourself if you get kicked <laughs> off. I mean, it's just what happens. Yeah, or you're going to be left in the desert like David was when she picked <laughs> Jordan over him. Scary. Scary. So, Jason gets the first date card for a one-on-one at the beginning of this i was like you know who's jason (laughs) honestly Honestly, i was like you know he's he's um like an underdog and you know his hair is slicked back 
He looks like the guy from 10 Things I Hate About You. He kind of reminds me of like a Grease-esque kind of <laughs> Like he on. really wants to be in The Outsiders. Yeah, I don't know. So anyways, but you know, whatever. She picks him for the two, or no, for the one-on-one. And so this, this one-on-one date starts, right? And you're like, okay, cool. You know, they're on a trolley in Richmond. Cute. They're drinking champagne. Love it. So then they pull up to this like cemetery and she's like i love history this is where edgar Allan poe's mother is buried and you're like cool i was honestly so uncomfortable just watching it like i can't imagine actually being on that date because i was uncomfortable sitting here watching so they're like walking through a cemetery she's literally pointing out all of these like historical people or whatever and then like all of a sudden the next scene they're in a bakery making donuts <laughs> And, like, they showed that for literally, like, two seconds. You didn't even see them make the donut. Like, they're just icing it. And that was, then that was the end of that, too. And then the very next scene, (laughs) they're, like, walking into this, like, courtyard. And they enter this Edgar Allan Poe goth party where everyone's dressed in black, playing weird instruments. Literally, it was, like the late 90s goth scene and like i kind of was into it if i'm being honest i kind of want to go like i kind of want to go they're drinking blood out of goblets not real (laughs) blood just like i just like a a red red drink um so then jason all of a sudden gets like reeled into doing this like I don't even know, like this weird, like, (laughs) like it almost was like yoga esque, but like, but almost seemed like a dance off where they were like, I can do this, can you do this? And he like was doing the splits, and like the whole thing was just, oh, also, they went before that happened, they were in this like Edgar Allan Poe museum, and at one point, there's like this empty coffin that's nailed to the wall, and (laughs) Becca like goes and stands in the coffin and is like, oh, only a kiss can wake me up. <laughs> Who will it be? Oh my god, it was so like awkward. If the producers really wanted to keep this awkward day going. They should have just cut the bakery scene. Yeah, like, like that <laughs> had nothing to do with this a weird death kind of creepy thing going like, on. Like it was so awkward. So then, anyway, so they're at this party, and like then that was kind of that. Like that was it. So then after that, they end up going to this, like, it was like a brewery, I guess. And it was actually really sweet. Like, this scene saved the date, um, in my my opinion. For sure. It made me like Becca and him as a couple so much more. Yes. So they walk into this brewery, and his, like, three or four best friends are sitting there. And it was honestly real cute. Like, he was, like, super surprised to see his besties. Literally cried. Like, it was so sweet. And then uh, Becca, you know, talks to his friends, and they're like, man, Jason's such a good guy. Like, he'll be such a great dad and husband. And they're, like, building him up. Which I liked, like, from a guy's perspective, because I always wondered, like, what do you, what do these guys' friends actually think? Yeah. Like, they're going on The Bachelorette, 
I feel like if I were a guy, I'd be like ragging on my friend for doing this. Well, I feel like even as a girl, like if I oh, if I was yes. if I was in that position and Brittany was like on the show, I'd be like, oh my god, Brittany's so dramatic. Like, oh my god, she's crazy. Ha ha ha. She like loves her like, job. <laughs> I don't know. But they're like talking him up, like really supportive of him in this like role that he's playing, and like kind of taking it serious with him, which yeah, I appreciate. It was cute. So then you know, of course, they have their dinner date. Um, what was his, like, story? He um, opened up about his, um, grandmother having Alzheimer's yeah. and his dad, like, just being such a strong man and really opened up to Becca, which I, like, appreciated. Yeah, it and then she, really hard. yeah, and she got to talk about her dad dying. Like, yes. it opened the door for that. Like, they were both just, like, ultra vulnerable and, like... It was real sweet. Like, it made me like him, like, ten times more. I think by the end of that date, I was like, okay, Jason is a front runner. For sure, me too. And it made, once again, made me like them as a couple. Love him. So much more. The only thing I have against him is, like, what does he have against ties? Like, the kid will not wear a tie. (laughs) Like, he loves to just have his collar open. Like, he's he's so so suave. Very casual. So, that was, that was the first one-on-one okay so now on to the group date so everyone else besides jason (laughs) is on this group date except for leo so foreshadowing leo will have the next (laughs) one-on-one so the rest of the people on this group date it's um chris lincoln colton blake Wills and Garrett. and Garrett. Yeah. So they go on this once again. They make it look like Becca loves US history. She's just so pumped. She's so American. Now that I think of it, I think they did this episode because the 4th of July. Uh. <laughs> Fourth of July was this week. Makes sense. Okay, that makes so much more sense to me now because they just like made Becca look like she loved politics and America and maybe she does and I'm just not giving her the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. Anyways, so they go into like Virginia's capital and they're greeted by um, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln lookalikes. (laughs) Not the real ones. Um, sadly, (laughs) not their decomposing skeletons. (laughs) Um, so, um, you know, they come in and basically they're like, okay, we're going to have a debate for the Beck election. Um, who, I hated that name. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty dumb. So they're, they're like, we're going to have this debate to see like who can win Becca's heart or whatever. So first off, they're like walking to where this group date is going to like take place or they're going to get ready or whatever. And first of all, this is like the most amazing scene of the show so far, besides Jason kissing Becca in a coffin. Um, Lincoln goes up to Abraham Lincoln and is like, Oh, my name is Lincoln. <laughs> Which I giving him the benefit of the doubt, being from another country, maybe he's never heard of Abraham Lincoln. Oh so he my was god. Excited to meet someone I else. I don't know. He just he was like, Oh, I'm you. So whatever. I just thought that was funny. I like laughed out loud when he did that. So then they're getting ready for this debate and you know, they're literally outside of Virginia's capital with like this crowd of people watching. Um, the commentators for this debate are Chris Harrison, Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, and 
Becca. So they're standing there, you know, all looking all presidential. They all look so good in their suit and ties. And then it like keeps panning over to Chris and he has this massive (laughs) orange handkerchief. It literally to me looked like he had shoved an orange bird into (laughs) his pocket and it was like trying to poke out. It it was was, like trying to get air. It was huge and obnoxious and orange like and orange is my favorite color and like i didn't even like this i felt like he was ruining it orange yeah like i it was just it was so big like everyone else had like a nice little pocket square like a normal size pocket square (laughs) and he just wanted to go off so anyways they start this debate and the first question is asked by virginia's (laughs) governor and like did he have nothing else to be doing that day? Like, how did they get him to come ask a question? I mean, maybe Virginia doesn't have a lot of stuff going on right now. I don't know. Maybe he's not busy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't live there. I don't live there We, either, we live in so Texas. So. Maybe it was kind of a, a dry day for him and he needed some Or, like, excitement. what I was thinking was, like, maybe his wife or his daughter, they're just, like, huge True. Bachelor fans. And they were like, you have to go ask a question at the Beck election. <laughs> Because maybe that was his way of, like, getting his wife to meet them and kind of, like, here, I'll ask a question, meet my wife and daughter. So he asks just a normal question. He's like, Colton, what's your dream date with Becca in Virginia? And Colton's like, well, I'd take her to a dog park. (laughs) Okay. Like, he loves his Labrador and she loves her Corgi, apparently. I didn't even know she had a Corgi. But I love Corgi, so whatever. But anyway, so that was kind of that. They're asking, like, normal questions about, you know, I don't know, just stupid stuff. So then Chris Harrison is like, so, like, has everyone been transparent in this house? And I think he was asking the question to Lincoln. Yes, because... No, he asked it to Blake. Yeah. And Blake was like, yes, I feel like everyone's been transparent. Everyone's been honest. And Chris, like, scoffed. Yes, and then Lincoln swoops in and was like, well, everyone's been transparent except for Chris. Yeah. And literally just calls him out in front of this entire crowd. And then Chris, like, goes off. No, wait, that's not Chris. Like, Lincoln said something else. He, like, insulted Chris. I don't remember. It's fine. He him. (laughs) Lincoln body shamed Chris. That was earlier in the episode, though. But Chris, Chris was the one who was saying he was like, you know, I've been transparent, but other people in this house haven't. And then Lincoln, like, rebuttaled and was like, I don't know who Chris is talking about. I know he's not talking about me. That's right. and Chris is like, actually, you are one of the people that I'm talking about. And Lincoln, they both just like were so immature and it was so awkward. And they're like going off about how like people aren't honest in this house and like people aren't here for Becca. And it was just so awkward. Like this was supposed to be a nice fun date where they were talking about going on dates to dog parks and Chris and Lincoln had to ruin it. And I feel like they were just so immature. And at first I was a little annoyed that Blake even, like, stepped in. But I think because the question was originally geared towards him, like, he was trying to, like, smooth the air a little bit. But at the same time, I'm wondering, like, what's going through these guys' Mm -hmm. mind? 
Like, this is childish. You're literally and like, oh my God. each other out. They, like, kept panning to the audience, which was incredible. Like, like they're showing all of these audience members, and they're, like, making these, like, super exaggerated, like, oh, my God, faces. Like, <laughs> which, like, you know, like, they probably just caught people doing that. Like, no one thought it was that bad. Like, except for, I guess, Becca. I don't know. So, it was just so stupid. So that was kind of that. The debate ends. Everyone, um, I don't know, it was just awkward. It was uncomfortable. I was glad when it was over. Yeah, literally same. So they go back inside and Chris is like kind of like attacking Blake and is like, you like, you like. Didn't defend me. Mm -hmm. But all I kept thinking was back to the very first episode when Chris starts drama night one. Yeah. And he, like, calls someone else out for, like, texting True. some girl. So I feel like from the beginning, Chris has been drama, drama starter, always in other people's business, always calling someone else out. But, like, we hate him, yes. but also love him for the <laughs> drama, for the drama. So, <laughs> so that was kind of that. And then... You know, Becca's like pissed because once again, once again on a group always date, mad she's on a group always date. mad on a group date. So they like go and they have this, um, you know, they always have their like end of the night, like almost like a cocktail party, I guess, where like everyone gets one on one time. So first of all, first order of business on this, Connor, Connor, sweet Connor. <laughs> Looks good on this night group date. He's wearing his glasses and just looks like so so cute. He's so cute. He needs to wear his glasses at all times. And not do his hair. And not do his hair. He has like this little Superman curl hanging on his forehead. So cute. So cute. Like I was like, yes, ma'am. So, or yes, sir, <laughs> whatever. I literally wrote notes about this episode, and in my notes it says, Connor and glasses, heart eye emoji. Love Connor and glasses. So good. <laughs> so, anyways, this group date continues on, and everyone's, you know, having their one-on-one time. Who had the first one-on-one time? Lincoln. Lincoln, because that's when he yes. calls Connor, I mean, um, Chris oh, okay. once so, again. So Lincoln has this one-on-one time with Becca. And instead of using it to get to know Becca better, to be vulnerable, to open up, whatever, he instead is like, Chris is the worst. And throws Connor under the bus. Yes. Because he's like, Connor's scared to be in the room with mm-hmm. him, like, by himself. He wants to move out of the room. And, like, this is something that happens time and time again in Bachelor history, where they use their time to, like, rat out someone mm-hmm. else. And it doesn't work. And Becca hates it. Yes, it Becca's not work. about it. She wants love. We all do. So so Lincoln is with Becca. And then he, like, proceeds. Or, he, I mean, they're having their one-on-one time. And Chris comes and interrupts him. And is like, can I borrow you? <laughs> of course. So, typical tagline. Typical tagline. So then... um. Chris comes in and Becca is like pissed and is like, first of all, you're fucking immature at the um, debate. <laughs> Which I was glad she called him out for. Not wasting any time. He was immature. Yeah, Let's he was so immature. So then he, um, she like <laughs> brings up, she's like, so I hear that Connor is scared to room with you. And he's like, what? 
And he's like, I like I'm cool with all these guys. Like, this is the first I'm hearing of this. And she's like, well, like I heard that, like, basically these guys are like, like feel threatened in the sense like of their safety. And Chris is like, what is going on? So then that they have this conversation. Honestly, they were kind of like yelling at each other. Like Becca's like going off on him. And um, then Garrett swoops in and is like, you know, can I borrow you for a sec? And come, Garrett. So he comes in, sits down, and Becca's, like, super overwhelmed and is like, I just, like, need a couple minutes, whatever. So Garrett leaves, goes back downstairs, and it shows them in a group. And Garrett, or no, Chris and Lincoln are, like, arguing. arguing Once again. Because Chris goes down there and is like, so who said that Connor is scared of me? And of course Connor is like, I'm not scared of you, bro. Like, <laughs> such like, a man. I'm a man. I'm not scared of anyone. So Lincoln, of course, is like, yeah, I did tell Becca that. And everyone's just like, what is going on? And then Garrett comes down, back down, and is like, I don't know what's going on, but like, y'all put Becca in a bad head state. Like, I can't even talk to her. She doesn't even want to talk to anyone right Which now. Which I was so glad that Garrett did because yes. I feel like this whole time Garrett's been this sweet, kind of soft spoken mm-hmm. guy. Hasn't really like. Like, goofy. Yeah, kind of goofy. Reminds me of James Taylor a little bit from yeah. previous seasons. And honestly, I was really glad that he just stood up for Becca and was like, you're making her uncomfortable and you're wasting my time with her. Like, he finally kind of manned up a little bit and, like, told them to stop Mm -hmm. that they were being childish, which is what we're all thinking. Yes. So Becca finally comes back down, gets Garrett. They have their one-on-one time. Everyone else, you know, has their one-on-one time. The biggest one-on-one time for that group date was Wills, in my opinion. Wills comes in and is like, Becca, I am falling in love with you. What? Wills. Which I was a little nervous that Becca was going to do the same thing she did to that cologne guy. Yes. Where she just was Jean like. Jean Blanc. Yeah, Jean Blanc. <laughs> didn't even remember his name. But just kicked him off because it was just too much. So I was a little scared she was going to do that to Sweet Wills. But she kept him around, so she's obviously feeling him, too. Yeah, she likes it. So that was kind of the end of the group date. Um, So it kind of ends like that. And overall, the takeaways of that group date were just that these guys can't hang out in a group. No, and Chris is aggressive. Chris is aggressive. He's scary, even if the other guys won't admit it. They all, like, well, they will admit it. They hate him. Like, we all... We all do. We all hate Chris. Porn star. Phenomenal hair. Okay. So on to the next one-on-one date. So Leo gets the next one-on-one date card, and it says, Leo, the world is our oyster. I just love Leo. Okay. (laughs) Like... Leo was another one, kind of like Jason, that coming into this episode, I was like, he's kind of an underdog. Like, we haven't seen a lot of him. He's kind of just there. He's nice to look at. He has beautiful hair. And honestly, his hair was the only thing I really noticed about him. Like, <laughs> yeah, same. Didn't know that much about him. So coming into this episode, I was, I don't know, I forgot about Leo. <laughs> so he gets this one-on-one, and when he got it, I was honestly kind of pumped. Like, I'm excited I'm sure Becca was also excited, but I am excited to get to know Leo. So, you know, going into this first date, I heard this rumor 
that he was a porn star. I don't know if there's any validity to that. I've also heard this rumor, too. So I feel like if two people have heard it, maybe it's true. But we also, like, heard it from, like, trashy reality TV sources. So I don't know. If you heard it here first, um, use me as a source. Thank you. So anyways, um... <laughs> Again, his hair is phenomenal. He's tall. He's handsome. He's kind of mysterious. Um, so they go on this date and they take a plane. Fun. So Leo meets Becca at the airport. They take this little plane. I don't know. I don't know where they went. But instantly, I think if I were Jason, I would be so jealous. <laughs> like he immediately is going on this super cool plane. When and Jason- I went to a cemetery and an Edgar Allan Poe golf golf party. party. Maybe Jason liked, but Jason got to see his friends. That's true. So, so Leah and Becca go on this plane. They get to their destination and they're kind of just hanging out. And you can just like tell Becca's like in this headspace. Like she just like isn't in a good place. Like she just feels, you know, she just had this like awful experience with Chris on Lincoln the night before, whatever. So they get to their, their um, destination and Becca and Leo, they're just sitting there talking. And Becca's like, you know, I just need to talk about what happened last night. And she, like, proceeds to talk about what happened between Lincoln and um, Chris. And Leo was just so kind. I feel like Leo was the perfect person to go on this, like, after group date one-on-one like I was a little nervous for him just because I'm like okay she's coming into this weird headspace how is she gonna be towards Mm -hmm. him I remember the same thing happened with Wills before so I was nervous for him but he was so like gentle and kind with her and it made him more of a man in my opinion yes so he like literally just like listened to her her rant like was just like such a good listener like I want to vent to him (laughs) like like it was so nice and like you know he's just there listening gives her a little bit of like just the right amount of feedback like doesn't try to fix her problem like oh my god loved it so they you know have this good little one-on-one time and then they proceed to the actual date (laughs) where they go on this boat first of all Leo throws his hair up into a little man bun. Looks phenomenal. Literally just rejuvenated man buns for all of us. Yes. like Brought them back to life. Oh, my God. He looks so good in a man bun. Like, so good. So they get into this, like, freezing cold water in Virginia. (laughs) And they start oyster shucking. (laughs) They start oyster shucking. Like, and, and Becca's not even doing anything. She's, like, making Leo... Like, dig all of these oysters they out of the ground. like, between her feet. Yeah, like, that was rude, Becca, first of all. But but Leo's about it. He loves oysters, I guess. I don't know. So, and he's just, like, cute. Like, they just love Leo. Yeah, like, they, like, they, like, eat an oyster, and then she's like, ha kiss me now. And he's like, I will. And, you know, kisses her. Leo <laughs> is someone that I don't know if he's, like, a going to win in my opinion but i'm happy he's still here love leo like oh he's so good for good tv he makes the drama worth it like leo is a man yes. a man not a boy so in the middle of this date it like it shows like it goes to this scene 
of the hotel or wherever that all of the other guys are staying and all of the guys are kind of just hanging out and of course they're all talking to us about Chris and then it like pans to this shot of Chris sitting in this like little <laughs> room with a lamp by himself and he's like writing a letter and literally in my notes I wrote what is Chris writing in his journal and also why is he so confident <laughs> We don't know at this point. We don't know what Chris is writing in his journal. And he's so wishy-washy. Like, one minute he feels so confident, and the next minute he's like... I want to leave. I want to leave. I don't know what's going on with Beck and I. So I really want to know what he's writing in that journal. Like, like why don't they ever show us? And, like, maybe he just likes to journal. Like, I I love to journal. Like I, I get it. That's, like, that's a coping mechanism. I get it. But also, I would love to read what Chris was writing in this journal. So they show that, and then they pan back to the date. I literally wrote, Leo, my mysterious man, gets the rose. (laughs) So happy for him. That was just like a little foreshadowing. Let's go back to this dinner date. So Leo and Becca are like having fun at dinner. Leo opens up about how he like never felt like he was enough and how he like has all of this just like almost like regret because he when he was younger he played baseball and his dad like loved baseball and like oh my god it was honestly really sweet he talked about like how his dad like when he would come home from work would um like pitch to him and you know throw the baseball around with him in the backyard and then leo like never made it to play in the mlb and like it was really sad like (laughs) but can we just talk about like how much more attractive that makes leo yeah like i didn't picture him as like an athlete by any means but now i just picture him like on the baseball field in the man bun yes so cute so cute i love him love leo so he opens up with becca about that and about how he just like feels like he's not enough and like oh my god i love it So, yeah, Becca ends up giving him um, the rose at the end of that date. And in the meantime, it pans back to all of the guys at the hotel or whatever. And Chris is like, if Leo gets this date rose, then I might as well go home. I have no chance. And then right after he says that, Leo walks through the door. (laughs) Amazing, amazing camera work. I love it. So as soon as Leo comes in, he sits down on the couch and he's like, Oh, wait. (laughs) Before this happens, at the end of that date, they also get to go to one of these, like, awkward, uncomfortable concerts. How could could I possibly have forgot the concert? After the dinner's over, Becca, of course, is like, I have this surprise, Leo. And they, like, walk into this awkward concert where I don't even know who the guy was. It's a country guy. Becca just loves country music because... The past two people that have been, like, private, mm-hmm. private, quotes, <laughs> No, I'm private. Where everyone sees them. No, okay, these are... country people. These are the most uncomfortable date things. Like, if I was on one of these dates, I would hate my life. They, like, walk into this concert venue, and there's, like, all these people watching this concert, and they have to dance and kiss in front of all of these people, all of these Bachelorette fans. But also, I'm wondering, like, how do I get to this concert? Yes. So that I can see this happening. Oh. I would go to that concert. Because I've never, like, looked up tickets and seen where they're like, this episode will be filmed for The Bachelorette. (laughs) A few extra dollars and you can go. Like, how do I get to be That's my dream. My dream. So anyways, Leo gets to do that. 
He's dancing very awkwardly yes. with, with Becca. He probably doesn't even like country music. No, I feel like Garrett was a much better option when she took him. Like, he actually knew how to kind of two-step-ish. Yes. Leo, it's just not a country scene. I, yeah, absolutely. So, anyways, he goes back home. As soon as he walks in, he sits down on the couch and he's like, wow, like, I don't even have words to describe how I feel right now. Like, that was the best date I've ever been on, whatever. And as soon as he sits down, Chris, like, storms out of the room. So dramatic. So typical of Chris, though. He's always going somewhere in an angry way. (laughs) And we have no idea where he's going, ever. So, then... At the end of this date. Okay, so at the end of this one-on-one, you know, Becca goes home, or rather goes to her hotel. She's just trying to chill, probably. Leo's on this, like, one-on-one date. Hi! And then we have Chris putting on his weird overcoat. And Which I know it's cold, but come on. <laughs> Let's find something else to wear. That was an awful choice. (laughs) And also, he wore that coat on the one-on-one. Or on the group date, rather. So, Chris, it it has this, like, shot of him walking outside of the hotel. (laughs) And you're like, where is Chris going? And he's walking next door to Becca's hotel. Amazing. Which I also love that they have them at separate hotels. Yes. Like, why do they even feel the need to do that? Because Becca's hotel was amazing. Did you see it? So... It, it has this like shot of Chris talking about like you know where he's going or whatever and he's like I don't even think he says like I'm going to see Becca but he's like Becca doesn't need to be with Lincoln he literally says the man eats 12 eggs every day his cholesterol has to be 6,000 <laughs> why like, can Becca not afford to help feed him with his 12 egg a day obsession is that a real thing? Is his cholesterol more important than, like, your manners? I don't know. We're all very confused. Like, why? This. Why did you feel the need to bring up how many eggs? I love eggs. I know. Like, I think I'd be okay with that. Like, it's <laughs> fine. That's not a deal breaker. It's, it's not a deal breaker if you eat 12 eggs a day. Just a heads up for the men listening. Just it's not a, a deal breaker. Just a heads up. So, <laughs> so Chris goes to Becca's hotel room. He knocks. She answers. First of all, Becca's dress that night. Amazing. Be- beautiful. Oh, I loved. Loved her dress. Love you, Becca. So, he knocks. And, of course, Becca's like, uh-huh, what are you doing here? This is so weird. And he's the first one that's gone to a hotel room. Yes. So, of course, she's even probably more confused, like, what are you doing here? Yes. You're the first one to show up. So he goes in and she like, also her hotel room was amazing. It had like an upstairs and a downstairs and like a living room. Amazing. They were literally just chilling in the living room. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, I come sit on my couch. So they go sit. And first of all, he's being like real awkward. He's like, ha yeah, like I just wanted to come hang out. And then they start talking and they start talking about him and about Lincoln and about... He he goes into this whole thing that he went into last week about I'm here for you. I wouldn't I wouldn't be here if I wasn't for you. Which is great to hear, 
But every guy, especially at this point, is here for her. Yes, Like, obviously. we get it. You're here for her. Literally. Like, we get it, Chris. So, he's just, like, going on and on. And, like, once again, they kind of get into a little argument where they're, like, raising their voices. Just like they did in their one-on-one type, uh, one-on-one time, like, on the group date. And, like, it's like, okay, is this what our whole relationship Which is going to look like? like? Foreshadows how their entire relationship would look yes. like of, like, him being aggressive towards her. Yes. Which I don't like. Like, at don't, all. I don't want to have to raise my voice at you. And don't raise your voice at me either. He's just aggressive. Yes. And he's like, can't we just move on from the Las Vegas thing? Like, which, if you didn't watch the week before this, he was going to leave during the Las Vegas week. He was going to pack his bags and go home. Which, like, Becca's like, <clears throat> okay, like, which, you're not here for me. Which blows my mind as to why he's so confident. Because now twice you've like, said you're leaving. Yes, and, like, you're just, like, insecure about, like, insecure. about where you're at with Becca. So, like, he's just insecure. They're having this conversation and he's, like, kind of asking her about, like, what do you see? Like, am I real? Like, like, wh- like, where are we at in this relationship? And she's, like, I don't see a future. And basically it's just, like, bye, Chris. Which I feel at this point there's not that many guys left. Like, it's coming mm-hmm. to an end pretty quick. Yeah. And if you don't see something, like, goodbye. Yeah, and bye. if you see someone being aggressive, goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, Chris. And he just kept on and on again asking her, like, where do we stand? What's going on? Not being confident in their relationship. So if that's how you feel, bye. I have other people that are confident in us. So goodbye. Yes. Goodbye, Chris. So at the end of that conversation, he's literally like, so what do you want to do? And she's like, well, I don't see anything. So literally sends him home. It was incredible. But my favorite part about the whole thing is I feel like it's tradition and bachelor history when you send someone home to ask if you can walk them out. Everyone says yes. Granted, I've thought about this time and time again. It would be so awkward to walk out with someone that just dumped you. But you do it. And he literally says no. No. And he won't let her walk him out. And she's like, no, I'm going to walk you out. Like, that's respectful. Like, I respect you, but I'm still going to walk you out. And he only lets her walk her walk him to the door. Mm-hmm. Once they get to the door, it's like this awkward, like, do I hug you? No. Okay, goodbye. You just dumped me. And honestly, I was a little sad that Chris left because where's the drama gonna where's be? the drama but at the same time i was clapping my hands glad good riddance i was like yes goodbye becca. i was glad becca stood up for herself yes so you know in the end chris was a baby he didn't want to be walked out but becca didn't care she was like bye chris i don't care about you and she literally like roasted him at the end she was like this is not the man i would want to marry i would never want to marry a man like that i would never want to have the father of my children be like that like it was incredible i was like yes becca i will say i didn't watch re season so i didn't know becca coming in but i i do like sometimes i wonder is this real like is this show real 
And time and time again, Becca has proven that mm-hmm. because she will immediately send you home if she's not Bye. feeling you. And so she's loyal to her word about trying to find true love. And if you're not about that, you're gone. She doesn't mm-hmm. wait till the rose ceremony. Bye, Chris. Bye. We all hate you. So yeah, in the end, Chris gets sent home after he tries to redeem himself. Amazing. Okay, so now on to the rose ceremony. First of all, I'm just annoyed because the past like two or three weeks, Becca hasn't had a cocktail party. I feel like she's really only had the first one and maybe one more. Like, that's it. Yeah, I'm like, I personally love the cocktail That's where all the true drama just comes out. And where everyone's like, can I get a minute with you, Becca? <laughs> like, everyone has to steal, and it's awkward, and it's amazing. And I love it. And we love it. So, so again, they're waiting. They're waiting for Becca. And Chris Harrison comes in and is like, I'm sure you're not who I wanted to see. <laughs> and he's like, you know, Becca woke up this morning with this clarity of, you know, where she was at in your relationships. So she decided to cancel the cocktail party. And, you know, we're going to go straight into the rose ceremony. So we go into this rose ceremony and, um, you know, everyone gets a who already has rose? Well, honestly, I was, like, kind of surprised when they, sh- you know, showed the roses. There was mm. only, like, three. three. Because um, Leo and Jason already had one. And who? Colton, Colton got. Colton already had yeah, one. Yeah, Colton got the group date rose. So, really, there's just three left, which tells us that she's going to send a few guys home also. Yeah, so two guys are going home at this point. So, she gives Garrett a rose. Thank God. Love Thank him. Thank God. She gives Blake a rose. Once again, love him. And then who was <laughs> the other one? Um, at the end. That's it, right? Yeah, I think so. So at the end, it's only, there's three guys left. Lincoln, Connor, and Wills. Wills yes. And Wills. So, you know, we're sitting there and we're like, who's going to get the rose? We know it's not Lincoln at this point. He's just too much drama. He's too much drama. So we're like, okay, is it Connor who looks damn good in glasses and with his little Superman curl? Or is it Wills who just professed that he is falling in love with her? Which if I'm being honest, looks wise, I'm all about Connor. Connor's cute. <laughs> he looks good. He's so good Okay, looking. but Wills is like sweet and loves like Harry Potter and Star Wars. I love Wills, but at the same time, he kind of looks high to me all the time. <laughs> so I just, I'm so questionable with Wills. But when he tells Becky he loves him and she doesn't send her. him home. Oh, her. <laughs> when he tells Becky he loves her and she doesn't send him home, to me, that was saying, like, you're getting a rose. Yes, absolutely. Because she's already sent someone else home like that. <laughs> so then there's only one rose left. Three guys. And she says, Wills. Love. Love. So she gives Wills this rose. So in the end, at the end of this rose ceremony, Connor and Lincoln 
get sent home. Which Lincoln, thank God, because he has that sexual harassment <laughs> charge against him. He needs to go to his court hearing. Yeah, he needed. He he probably got kicked off because he had his court date coming up. Which honestly, I was a little sad that Connor was leaving, but I know at the end of the day, this is about love yeah. and your feelings. Yeah, and she like definitely didn't have that connection. No, not at all. Once again, Connor is just really nice to look at. But he was damn good looking. <laughs> so okay, so moving on from that, you know, Connor and Lincoln left. So we're gonna make our top three predictions based on this week. So my top three are Jason, Blake. And Leo as the underdog. What about you, Brittany? My top three, once again, are Jason and Blake, just like you. But I just love Garrett. I've loved him since night one. First impression, right? Yes, first impression. I just love him. All right. So, yeah, there you have it. Jason and Blake for sure. And then we'll see either Leo or Garrett. Okay, and then we're going to have our takeaways from this episode. The takeaway for me is that I really want to go to an Edgar Allan Poe theme party and drink this red drink that looks like blood and read Blackbird by Edgar Allan Poe. Honestly, can I go with you? Because that sounds so fun. But, also, but, but, but what are your what what are your takeaways, Brittany? My takeaway is I just want to know why she keeps canceling the rose ceremony. I don't understand. I feel like it's a little extra time with the guys that you're interested in. Yes. And why do you keep doing that? It's the highlight of the whole show. Yes, I agree. I agree. Okay, well, those are our predictions, our takeaways, and the recap on this week. So catch us next week talking about, um, we'll definitely have another episode covering The Bachelorette. And don't forget, sometimes trash is the treasure.